creams and flops we back for another one baby it's been a while since i dropped an episode but you know life be lifing and trying to beat games with a full-time job in a short window is no joke so i have a newfound respect for the content creators out there <laughs> i'm sure y'all appreciate quality over quantity so there's probably going to be more gaps between episodes moving forward, but I'm sure y'all have some some grace on your boy. So this week, I want to share my thoughts on the latest expansion for Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. I wanted to complete the raid before I gave my full review, and I happened to do just that. The, rela- the raid releases a week after the, uh, the expansion drops, so that's why I took my time. So again, I mentioned this on the last episode uh, when I reviewed Horizon regarding spoilers. But at this point, for this game, I'm going to have to tell you tough tits. It's been out for two weeks now. And if saying just a little bitty little thing that we got a new weapon type is considered a spoiler for you. Oh, well. So I, I promise I'm not going to give all the fine details, but I'm going to, I want to discuss the game. And what I think about it. So here's your warning. You still there? Alright. There you go. Again. Spoilers ahead. So keep listening at your own discretion. Alright. That's your last warning. <laughs> I was going to do a nice little write up. Like I usually do for my reviews. But you know. I'm heavily invested in this game. And this fine universe that Bungie created. So. I'm just going to speak off the top of the dome and uh, tell y'all how I feel about it. So I'm going to start with the story. Who is Savathun? So to my fellow guardians, I promise I'm not going to talk to y'all like kindergartners, but you know, I do have some listeners that aren't too familiar with the story. So I'm going to give some background a little bit to Savathun, the Traveler, the Light, so they can kind of follow the story just a little bit. So, excuse me, it's not going to be like that the whole time, but I, I just got to give that disclaimer. So, Sabathun is a big baddie that's been in the shadows since Destiny 1. And she has never really come out to reveal herself, and we've never really fought directly against her, just kind of uh, by proxy, because she's a, a hive goddess of deception and trickery and cunning. So... Her, her her whole way of fighting and and getting what she wants is to trick others around her to doing her 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 bidding. Um, and the hive are of course baddies, and they are aligned with the darkness. And us guardians in this world are aligned with the light that we got from the traveler. So remember that. Sabathun, the hive, darkness, guardians, the light, the traveler. So, you start the Witch Queen campaign, you are thrown into Mars. Mars it was taken away from us uh, a year ago, and now it's back all of a sudden, but Sabathun's, her big-ass ship is in the atmosphere. So, of course, us Guardians, we got to go see what's up. You in our solar system, you took our planet, now it's back, and you on top of it. Something ain't right. So then we turn into uh, Ice-T as SVU detectives. And <laughs> we start putting clues on the, on the pegboard to figure out what's going on. We end up on her uh, on her ship, and then all of a sudden we notice that 
there's traces of light energy and there shouldn't be light energy because you know in quote unquote we're the first guardians up there exploring figuring out what's going on so that's already the first red flag hold on now where does light come from and then we we go deeper go deeper then all of a sudden it's one of the the hive knights this dude pops 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 his pops his super <laughs> his 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 special ability and and he's going at us with light power and that that's just not right so we end up killing him killing his ghost and that's you know for the character in this world that's pretty shocking because to kill another guardian you have to kill their ghost because the ghost is imbued with the light power and can bring their guardian back from the dead so as long as that ghost is alive the guardian can always come back to life so yeah it's pretty shocking to have to kill a ghost and because that's essentially against the rules if you kill a ghost then you are considered a bad bad so that happens and we go back and tell one of our leaders what's happening and then from there it's like all right Y'all got to dive in, figure out how the hell does the hive have the light? The light is supposed to be good. We are the good guys. The hive are the bad guys. They mess with darkness. Good, bad is pretty cut and dry to them. Well, to some of them. (laughs) So we go into her throne world. And for those that don't know, a throne world is for a select few powerful people that can create a pocket dimension in the universe and that they can kind of escape and keep their soul there and kind of stay alive. So if they die in the physical world, they can retreat to the throne world or they can just hide in their throne world if they don't want to deal with something. So we go into a throne world and we start finding clues and you take these clues to a shrine and then they reveal a memory. And something that I noticed when I was playing the game and it it finally hit during the big reveal, but when you put those little fragments on this table and play the little memory, you can see three eyes in the shadows. It's like a, a figure up high in that little room. And it, it's, just, it's not doing nothing. It's not saying nothing. It's just you see it up there. So you kind of when you keep going back and forth, doing your missions, finding these clues and looking at these memories, it it gets to a point where it's kind of unassuming and you don't think about it. But then eventually you find the last nice bit of information that tells the history of Sabathun and who Sabathun really is. And then all of a sudden, boom, Sabathun pops out. Oh, thank you so much for finding my history such a wonderful life or such a a storied life it's a shame that that would have been forgotten key point when a guardian is brought back to life with that ghost for the very first time so say you was dead and then the the traveler decides to send a ghost to you and bring you back to life to protect it you come back to life with no memories uh your old self is forgotten and now you are this new this new light. <laughs> uh, so that was Sabathun. Sabathun didn't have her memories. But since she is the god of 
trickery, deception, and cunning, she planned ahead to, to get the light. She didn't steal it. She was given the light and had all these pieces set in place for us to find these memory fragments and bring it to her so she can remember exactly who she was, how she got to this point to continue her plans. That's how fucking dope she is. See, I'm cussing. I shouldn't be cussing. But this is it's a, it's a dope story for Destiny because this really is thorough. Uh, they have been lacking in the storytelling for a long time, so this is this is top notch storytelling for them. Um, so she comes like, oh yeah, you gave me my memories, and she attacks, and we escape. But there's still some more digging to do, so we find one more fragment, and we come to find out that. It's a memory that she doesn't even know. Well, she knows the memory, but she doesn't know the circumstance behind that memory. Come to find out the darkness, which she was aligned with before, tricked her and her, her siblings into becoming aligned with the darkness because the traveler was going to give them the light eons ago. But the darkness saw that and said, nah, 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 nah. We going to get them and trick them into succumbing to the darkness and doing their bid their bidding so um she didn't know that and we showed that to her and she kind of had a hissy fit and we killed her physically we have her body but her ghost got away so that's another key point that's setting up for a future story is that okay well this ghost is still out there <laughs> um sabathun's gonna come back somehow some way because her ghost is still out there and we have her body. So all it's going to take is for us to, to say, Hey, we need Sabathun to help us fight the darkness. Now that she has the light. So, Hey, ghost come, come revive her. Um, pretty dope. Um, this is, listen, this is, a, a, a they stepped it up a level with the storytelling compared to how it was in the past. What else I want to mention about the story. The key takeaway in all of this and my excitement that I rambled on is to understand that we as guardians and bearers of light powers have always thought the light e equals good and darkness equals bad. But we're getting to a point where we're finally kind of understanding that there, there's a blurred line between good and bad and the light isn't necessarily good and the darkness maybe not necessarily evil because we have also learned to use some powers of darkness. So, yeah, the, those lines are getting blurred and with the planned expansions for the Destiny 2 story uh, for the next two years, is the next one is um light fall so that kind of say oh well something something big is going to happen with the light the i think some barrier is going to be broken um things might turn gray because you got light dark things are going to be gray so the light is falling i don't know and then the final one is called the final shape and that's you got to dig even deeper into the lore to understand why they're saying the final shape because darkness is all about this final shape of the universe and 
everything kind of being one enveloped in darkness it's 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 deep but the key takeaway from witch queen is that truth is not as cut and dry as we want it to be and use allies (laughs) any way possible i guess i don't know but there are some great content creators on YouTube that really they have made a living now. They their their jobs now are to dissect the lore and make make it digestible because like I said it's deep. They got lore and stories buried in text inside the game so you can look at a, a armor piece and then there'll be a damn 3 4 paragraphs telling a story on guns. They just have lore books in the game so uh, my name is Bife Mylan. You want to learn more about the Destiny story. They, they've done some great work to make it digestible. And this kind of goes to show, again, why I was so hype about Sony buying Bungie. Because they have a lot, a lot of story to use to make some good movies and shows in the future. So, this is why I love this game. Moving on to the mechanics. So... Witch Queen has introduced some new game mechanics. Um, we have, as Guardians, we have light subclasses and a darkness subclass, Stasis. The light subclasses, we have solar, solar Energy, Arc Energy, and Void Energy. And with Witch Queen, they introduced Void 3.0. Void 3.0, you can customize your light subclass more in line with that Stasis subclass. Because before it was pretty static. You could select the void node. And then you just have three different options to choose from. Pre-selected by Bungie. But now you can select your void uh, subclass. And then really customize the different abilities that you want to do. And you got aspects and fragments. And then that can synergize with your weapons and armor. And you can do some nutty stuff with it. So you can throw a grenade. And then it'll be a chain reaction and everything starts blowing up right near it. So it's pretty cool. I love it. And they are planning to do the Arc and Solar <clears throat> 3.0 variants this year. Um, so that's that. That's a plus for the game. It, it, it introduced another uh, layer of gameplay and made the game feel a little bit more refreshing to play. <clears throat> Excuse me crafting so one of the the biggest things that they hyped up and i got hyped up about was weapon crafting so you can get uh, a weapon frame and some materials and then craft the the perfect weapon for you (laughs) i was under the assumption that it would be more of you know you would get the gun to drop because the game is based on what they call rng random number generation so Guns and armor and other things drop randomly. You don't have any control over that for the most part. Um, a gun can drop with what they call perks and rolls. So one gun, this one gun called uh, Fate Bringer, a hand cannon, uh, well, a handgun for those that don't, uh, like a revolver. It can um, it can roll with a, a a barrel that can extend the range or 
uh, a perk that can increase damage after you kill something and reload or a perk that can um, increase your reload speed. They got a bunch of different perks that can roll with this gun and then the Destiny community will, will call something a god roll, a perfect five out of five because all the perks are perfect for the game to do whatever you want it to do. Uh, so Destiny said, well, you know, they heard a lot of feedback of people complaining about the RNG. So they said, well, we have a weapon crafting now. So you can invest time into a gun and have the exact perks and roles that you want. You don't have to depend on RNG anymore. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, to me, it's even more RNG, uh, and more grind. <laughs> with what they've introduced so far i feel like this is uh a beta version or a 1.0 version it's not uh i'm not interested in weapon crafting at the moment put it like that i'm not incentivized to do it the 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 randomness of getting the frames to drop the material caps uh the the cost associated with the the perks so you can you can get the the perfect role that you want but it's going to cost you cool that's fine that's what a, a game like this is all about but i i was thinking that once you grind it up and leveled up and unlock the perks that you want you buy it and then it's on that gun for good that's what i thought they would say you invest in this gun but no they got it to where you said you got these two perks that you want. You spend the, you spend your in-game currency to unlock it. You know, you want to try something else. You got to spend materials again, even though you've unlocked it, but you, you got to spend money to reshape what they call the gun to have those perks. And then to say, if you want to go back to what you just had, you got to spend materials again. So it's just... <sighs> it's just another grind added on to a already heavy, you know, heavy grindy game. And I just, I'm just not incentivized to do it because the enhanced perks, I, I, they don't really stand out to me. I've, I've already gotten some good random rolls of guns that are craftable. And I don't feel like I need to even waste the time and energy trying to level up and then spend materials to get the role that I already have. It's just not enhanced. So, meh. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. I don't want to sound like I'm bitching, but it's um, it's not there for me. I'm not really uh, engaged with that, but I'm glad that they taken a step in this direction and hopefully that they, they get it right. The next real gameplay change that they've made is uh replayable story missions they stopped doing that um uh destiny 2 i think maybe you could re replay a few story missions that they selected uh with uh i think they call it uh memories or meditations or something like that but uh for the most part you paid money to play a campaign and you could not replay it so I'm I'm glad that they're deciding to let people really get their money's worth, play story missions that they really like, and you can choose a difficulty to, to, to get a challenge. 
And also for the developers, man, they they spend a lot of time and effort because these story missions are pretty doggone beefy. They they aren't just little quick little story missions that you can just run through. They take time, and again, they they really develop a hell of a story. So it's good that they actually have their work still in the game. So shout out to them for that. That's a, that's a, a a change that was needed because the gameplay loop has gotten pretty stale. So I'm glad that they've introduced that mechanic or feature so my final thoughts about the the witch queen expansion the campaign and story uh like i just kind of was saying with the the weapon crafting the material caps this is it just needs they need to they need to cut that out uh the the caps are trash and it's just not balanced so they either need to significantly increase the caps or just stop with the caps in general because any other game that requires resources for the most part, they don't have these arbitrary caps like like Destiny does. I've been playing Horizon on and off since I got it, and I I get everything I can get, and it goes to my stash, and it's never a, oh, you got too much of that. They just keep adding it up, and then I use it. You know, I'm not, I'm not in fear of using it and then having to sit through another grind to, to get stuff randomly <laughs> so yeah the, the the caps is is played out they they need to they need to tighten up on that i don't know if it's a a technical issue but they they need to figure something out um then the the amount of currencies and materials that's getting out of hand at this point too it's it's just a lot it's a lot to keep up with a lot to understand and a lot of it is pretty pointless at this at this point um they took away gunsmith materials but shit they could have took they took they could have taken away a, a lot of other materials and 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 resources that just really aren't useful or needed at this point anymore um it's taking up space just get rid of it it's it's pointless and i'm sure you can hear my voice i'm passionate about this game i i enjoy this game i i put a damn uh, a whole lot of time into it but i still find it hard to really recommend this game to someone who's never ever played it because uh, it's just so convoluted it's uh it's very intricate it's a lot of moving parts and it can be overwhelming and they really don't do a great job of introducing a new player to the world and the systems and how everything works they still got a lot of work to do in that area so if you really want to jump in and you are a destiny virgin it'd be best if you got uh carried through by a veteran player uh because if not it's it's gonna be tough i mean anybody could you know if you if you put some time in and you can you can pick up on it but you're going to end up using a lot of outside resources that aren't in the game to try to figure out what's going on you'll end up on youtube and which is cool you know you end up on youtube reddit twitter the destiny forums uh discord so still hard to recommend to brand new people but uh for people that have played destiny and understand the the general the general mechanics and systems it's a it's a great time to to pick it back up because even if you haven't played in a long time everyone started witch queen at the same playing field so you don't have to really catch up with your power per se but um it's it's uh it's worth getting back into if you are familiar with it um 
and one other thing kind of piggybacking off that is once you get done with the story uh and the raid for the most part it's it's just more destiny um and i don't know how i feel about that at this point um i've been having more of an itch to play horizon than play destiny i i played enough destiny last week just to make sure i was prepared for the raid but in between that time i've been playing her uh horizon forbidden west uh and i'm and i'm gonna be playing grand turismo 7 uh so I, i'm at a point where i'm playing destiny because i'm invested and I have a, a a very active clan, and I want to make sure that I'm I, I keep up with them to to be able to help uh, because I feel like I, at this point I'm kind of a uh, I'm not a, a a admin like a lot of the other guys, but I think I'm I'm a, a leader in the clan, and uh, I'm skilled enough to help bring in new people and help out. Uh, you know, help out with raids, help out with nightfalls, help out in PvP. So I just I, I want to make sure I'm always ready to go, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not fiending for playing the same strikes, playing the same crucible maps, playing the same gambit gambit maps. Once you're done with the new stuff, because that's it's just the loop of strikes, PvP gambit and then you got a few in-game things like your your rage and nightfalls your trials of osiris but once the season wears down it, it gets it gets repetitive so i don't know and speaking of that the pvp and gambit the, the one of the three pillars of the the gameplay loop they really need some attention uh pvp that's a whole can of worms that i don't want to spend too much time on but a lot of people they they want it to be something that it's really not designed to be. And there's a disconnect with Bungie trying to make people happy. But at the same time, they're limited with the, the type of game that it is. It's not really. It's not the hyper competitive game that people <laughs> are going to be winning hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars playing on a, a competitive level. It's just not designed to be that way. It's a space shooter full of crazy guns and armor and abilities and it's just it's supposed to be more of an arcade fun type thing but it's got it's it, the the destiny community has tried to make it more than what it really is but that's just my opinion um but i'm just tired of playing on the same maps we've had the same maps for almost you know six seven years at this point they've been reusing destiny one maps they've taken away a bunch of maps and giving you know a handful back I'm, i want something new to play on i want a new game mode uh gambit they made some changes to that and i don't care for it um and golly it's only four maps it's the same four maps that you're playing on playing the same killing the same aliens on the same four maps over and over again they had six maps they took two away that really needs some new maps so it's the the what what they call the the uh i don't know if it's, it's not the pentagon i forget what they call it the ritual the ritual 
activities, the core pillars of the game, the 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 replay the replay loop, it, it needs some work. But the the new campaign and the new season stuff, it's great. But once you're done with that, you you know it's it's just more destiny. The raid, woo, bow of the disciple. Now this is the first time in my life. <laughs> I say in my life. But the first time me being this invested in Destiny that I've decided to get myself ready and participate in what they call the day one raid race. So Bungie will give people the date a week ahead of when the raid is going to be released to everyone. The, the, the raid race, the way they release it, they have it on challenge mode. So the enemies hit harder. And you're trying to figure out these mechanics because Bungie doesn't tell you how to beat the raid. They just say, hey, here it is. Figure it out. And raids are what, you know, are supposed to be the pinnacle activity in this game. And it's a lot of mechanics and execution that needs to be spot on for you to complete it. Compared to, you know, just the regular stuff in the game. It's a lot more intricate, a lot of teamwork involved people communicating so it's uh it's very hectic especially when the enemy's hitting like you know freight freight trucks so the the goal is for one team in the world to complete the raid in 24 hours and then they get you know recognized by bungie and they get like a what you call it a, a wrestling championship belt and some other stuff and they you know they get Written down in history books as the the raid team that beat the the new raid in 24 hours contest mode. So it's tough, and that's why I never really bothered to do it because raids are tough, and I'm I don't you know I, I just want to I just want to have a good time. I'm not trying to be stressed out. Uh, but the clan I'm in, a lot of good people, a lot of active players, good players, and my fire team, we got we got pretty far. If you know, just figuring it out. Uh, shout out to Losh, RTL, his dad, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, a 63-year-old man playing Destiny. That's goals. So yeah, I thought he was joking when Losh said, oh, yeah, I got my dad ready because uh, we lost one of our members because we, we, you know, we, we had to come back on Sunday to keep playing when it released Saturday. And he said, oh, my dad's ready. I thought he was joking, but he was dead ass serious. And his dad came in and he was about that action. <laughs> so that's, that's really goals for real. Uh, so Lash, RTL, Nike, Too Good, Vault, Knox. Shout out to all y'all because that was a hell of an experience. For my first time doing a, a blind raid on challenge mode and to get as far as we got. And then, you know, once contest mode was taken off, we came back Monday and uh, we beat it. So we beat the raid. We were, I think, the second team the second group in our clan to beat it and um that's you know it's, it's pretty cool I, I enjoyed that uh it's a tough raid it's a lot of symbols what i i don't care for because you got to remember it's like it's 26 28 symbols that are a part of the game mechanics so you got to call out <laughs> and i can only imagine playing with different people what different people are going to want to call these symbols so it's uh that's a challenge in itself, and then just how you have to interact with everything in the game and take on enemies. It's tough, challenge mode aside, but 
it's reward. It's it's a fun experience because it's set in one of these pyramids that are from the darkness. So we fight a disciple of the witness, and the witness is the herald of darkness, and uh, it it really reveals a lot of big big time things that we thought otherwise throughout this whole time playing this game and following the story a lot of things were revealed in this raid that i'm not going to tell but it's dope as far especially for the for the for the lore and the story um there were some bugs day one so they extended it to 48 hours instead of 28 uh, 24 hours <laughs> you know we got kicked out of the server quite a few times and some other things happened so bungie said well since our, our system wasn't up to par, uh, we'll extend the, the raid race another 24 hours. And, of course, you know, some people bitch about that. Oh, you couldn't do it in 24 hours. You don't need it. But anywho, um, the armor from the raid looks kind of trash but kind of cool at the same time because it kind of moves. And But the guns look dope. I got one of the guns and I like it and I, I'm going to keep playing this raid and get all the guns and armor because that's what you're supposed to do in destiny. But vile disciple, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be seeing the gameplay of, uh, the raid at, by this point, And hopefully you'll see when our team finally got to teabag Rook, 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 whatever his name is, uh, we got him. So, if you haven't played, try to get you a fire team. Play it. It's dope. On to the news. Apple Showcase. Apple, uh, you know, every year they got more stuff to sell and, and make billions of dollars. And I don't blame them. I, I got an a iPhone and an iPad and AirPods and an Apple Watch. Lord have mercy. I'm an Apple fiend, eh? And my wife, whoo, Lord have mercy. She got everything Apple. More than enough, but <laughs> they uh they announced that they have their new uh a Mac Studio with an M1 Ultra chip, and it's essentially two chips in one. I don't understand how they're doing that when it's a so-called chip shortage with all the silicon shortage. I don't know unless things are getting back good, but they 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 swear they got it. So if you got an extra uh. $2,000 to $4,000 depending on which model you get you can get you a, a Mac Studio <laughs> with all kinds of processing power um, iPad Air 5 that was released or announced and then you got the Apple Studio 5K display uh, for all you people that are into Photoshop and high resolution viewing <laughs> I don't know how much that costs, but I'm sure it's not cheap. Um, and then I think they had uh, some other iPhones, some smaller, one of those smaller SE versions with some different colors. So, um, you know, if you are into Apple products and you got some bread to blow, you know, you get that refund soon. Go ahead and see if you like something. Uh, GTA 5, believe it or not, this game has been around since the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. <laughs> it is being re-released on the 
the current gen consoles, so your PlayStation 5s and your Xbox Series X and S. And I think PC is getting a, a update to make it look more pretty and perform more smoothly. Uh, people are still playing the hell out of this old ass game, and I'm not mad at them. But at the same time, I'm ready for GTA 6. So, hey, if you are a GTA 5 player, you are getting either an upgrade update or you are going to buy it and decide to play it now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but hey, look out for that. And finally, just today, before I started recording, this is the 9th of March, Sony had a state of play where they really uh, go over new games or developments that they have. And it's a lot, a lot of interesting games coming out this year. Uh, Square Enix is was pretty much the primary focus of this state of play. Uh, and they aren't just doing Final Fantasy games. They have a lot of stuff coming out that's unique and I'm wanting to check out. There was one game that looked like uh, dinosaurs are raining from the sky and you got to get in mech suits and kill a bunch of dinosaurs. <laughs> hey, look. I, I'm all for uniqueness and, and original IP in gaming. So, like I said, man, it's it's 2022 is going to be a hell of a year for gaming and gamers. So, step out of your comfort zone and play something different. Uh, you might be surprised that, hey, people are making these types of games for a reason. It's more to gaming than Madden and 2K and Call of Duty uh and destiny shit <laughs> so uh yeah check out something new and, and and enjoy all this work that people put into this this hobby and passion of ours so that's the news of the week and we're gonna end the show with my favorite segment the memory of the week so i thought about um randomly how I'm an adult, and I be doing adult shit, and uh, especially with the price of gas so doggone high, you got you got you to make sacrifices and and move things around to make sure that you uh that your account is okay. <laughs> I ain't balling like that, so I you know got to keep a got to keep a track on what, what what your account looking like sometimes still. Um, so I thought about that, and I was thinking, dang, you know, I kind of been doing uh doing doing adult things for for a while and and kind of getting what I want to get for a while now and I thought about when I first decided not decided but when I could buy my first console by myself without the help of a parent or grandparent or uncle or aunt you know when when was that moment when I was like shit I want this console I'm going to go buy it and I thought about it, and this had to have been maybe 2004. I was in high school, and uh, my first job ever was working at my high school as a custodian. <laughs> uh, so when I wasn't playing football or doing track, I was getting putting on my uniform right after school and sweeping floors and taking out trash, and it paid good. So... Uh, you know who who you who else you knew in high school that can get eighteen dollars an hour for working overtime? 
Hey. Anywho. I bought the OG Xbox. This was, you know, so it's around 04, 03, 04. Um, this is the 360 was about to come out. So the, the OG Xbox has been out for a while and the price was down. Um, so I, I was working. I got my got my little check and uh, <laughs> I went to, uh, where did I go to? I, went, I think I went to Blockbuster. I went to Blockbuster and bought um, the the big old Xbox with the big fat Duke controller. And I was playing NCAA, whatever it was, 05, 04. <laughs> oh, man, making uh, making up teams, just playing on a TV with a fat booty. I had one of those TVs in my room that had the uh, the VCR built into it. <laughs> Oh, the memories. Yeah. So, uh, you know, since then, I I, I didn't get help from my parents <laughs> ever since. <laughs> so um, when's the when's when's the first time any of y'all bought a console, whether it be a handheld or a laptop that, to play games or, you know, a PC, pre-built PC or built your own PC with your own money, not from allowance uh, not going half, but from your money that you work, whether you got it legally or illegally, I don't give a damn. When you got your own money to go buy your own console, when when was that first time? Tell me about it in the comments. I'd like to have that discussion. I think that'd be pretty fun. So, um, hey, this is a little bit long episode, just but this is a game that I really am passionate about. And I love, and it's a lot going on. And if you ever really want to get into Destiny and try it out, holla at your boy. You know, King Swisher Five. I I I will work it in to uh to get you playing some Destiny. So uh, again, I appreciate y'all for listening. Like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Frames and flops. We out. Thank you all for tuning in to Frames and Flops. Bye-bye.